think that shared. So, hello everybody. Let's do this again. I am going to show our intro. This time I'm going to show it with um, screen share. So, here we go everybody. Present to everyone. Catfish Weekly is brought to you by Whisker Wear Apparel. Get your catfish on www.whiskerwearapparel.com. Now here are your hosts, Lyle Stokes, Chris Wallace, and Chuck Davidson. All right, everybody. Uh, we're going to get this whole intro thing figured out one way or the other someday, but... Bear with us until we do. <laughs> um, tonight we're going to be talking about catfish, invasive species. Nope, we don't think so. Um, we got states up in the in the northeast, uh, you know, trying to claim they are, and and really a lot going on in that aspect. And, and this is one of the things where you know we got to come together as, as catfish anglers and and try to help each other. Uh, educate you know the education of the DNRs things like that um, but tonight we're going to be talking all about it um, if, you, if you're if you have input on it you know feel free to put it in the chat we're going to try to get everybody's uh, um, input on it as well in the chat and so looks like we have about 16 or so online I'm gonna let you guys know that this month we do have a give some giveaways going on, but it's going to be surprise giveaways. You guys aren't going to know how or whatever reason that we're going to be giving away stuff. So let me let me just give you some hints. You guys should be um, subscribed to us on YouTube, subscribe to us on our actual website, catfishweekly.com, where you put your email address in. Um, Maybe make a comment on on a YouTube video. Uh, there, there's um, being a super fan. Um, there's lots of ways where we might just decide that what, for whatever reason we're going to give out a prize for a random uh, a random thing. So this month uh, it's all going to be about just randomly giving away some whiskerware apparel. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Definitely, maybe being in the live chat will be a a thing. We don't really know. So. Um, basically, uh, just be ready and do everything you can that, to get you into it. And, and still, um, whatever we do, if, 
if we do it in a way where we put the uh, names in a drawing or whatever, if you're a super fan, you get double the entries. So that's always a good thing. There's 18 people online. Thanks to everybody that's joined us. Um, Lyle Stokes, Chuck Davidson, myself, uh, we're, we're all ready to go. So I'm going to go ahead and pass it off to Chuck and let you get started on uh, in the, the invasive species debate. All right. Well, um, Ray and Rena Stitcher sent me and Leanne this um, this website, baycatfish.com. Um, it's got an advocate form you can go fill out, and it asks you questions on, uh, you know, are, um, you know, how do you feel about everything? If you're a tournament fisherman, are you a guide? Are you a recreational fisherman? Um, I posted the link on the very top of the uh, chat. If you want to go click on it, it's got some history um, about how the invasive species were uh, introduced into the certain rivers, uh, the years they were introduced, uh, their plans on exterminating them, and, um, and and you can go, you know, put your two cents in, let them know how you feel about it. Um, and there is also a um, an advocate stats page. Uh, it's in blue at the very top of the uh, website, and you can also go check and uh, you know see see how many people's filling the uh, the form out, um, how many people were from what state, um, you know their area of interest. You know if they were uh, tournament anglers, uh, club members, recreational fishermen. Um, the, the species targeted, uh, the primary size targeted, you know, and it, it just goes on. So uh, you can go back, check out how everything's going, give your friends the information, encourage them to go fill it out. It don't matter what state you're from. You don't have to be from Virginia or Washington or uh, Pennsylvania or any of the states that the rivers connect to. Um, everybody can make a difference, so I encourage everybody to go fill out the advocate, and um, let's see what we can do to change things. All right, Lyle, you got some uh, some stuff to talk about with this? I do. I've been watching these uh, posts on this stuff for oh, I don't know, a few weeks now, and uh, every time I see um, Joe and and Aaron and some of them guys post this up wanting people to sign up. I, my blood just starts boiling uh, that they would think that catfish would be an invasive species. And and one of the main reasons is if blue cats and flatheads are not native to that area, then the conservation department, DNR, whatever they call themselves out there, they're the ones that brought them in for whatever reason they brought them in. Now it's evident that they needed to be there or those people thought they needed to be there so now why is it so important to get rid of them? Uh, they, they're talking about them blue cats eating all them crabs up. From what I have studied and read for the last couple of weeks there's more crabs out there now in those waters than there's ever been before so that's just a fig newton of their imagination. They're trying to make up stuff because somebody is complaining about it. What they should be thankful for is the fact that they're not allowing commercial fishermen out there because when they do, all the fish will be gone. At that point, 
Nobody's going to be traveling and spending their vacations out there and driving out there and driving tournaments and putting their money into those states' water. So uh, be thankful that you have them instead of like the rest of us that have to scrap and fight and beg and steal and, and, and bitch constantly to get something done to stop these commercial guys from taking every fish out of the water that we got. You guys have got it going on. One of some of the top fisheries in the in the nation is right out there in those waters, and you guys think that that's invasive. What the hell's the matter with you people? My God, think about what you're doing. Think of the money. You know, if I go to Maryland, the only reason I would ever go to Maryland is to fish the Potomac River. There's no reason for me to be out there in a place that doesn't even, that is as gun control advocates as they are. There's no place for a guy like me out there other than fish that water. So if they don't want my money, you know, I can take it to Alabama or some of these other states that, that want it. I mean, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard of to call a blue and a flathead an invasive species. It's just, just ridiculous. Uh, what I would like to have from some of you guys in chat, I know somebody has contact information for whoever is in charge of getting this done. I would like to have that information so that I can try and get these clowns on the show so maybe they can explain to me in a way that I can understand why they don't want people traveling out there to fish their waters and spending their money. Uh, somebody's going to have to explain that to me to where it makes sense because uh, at this point I see no possible sense being made of it whatsoever. So if anybody has that contact information, I will do my best to get them on the show, and if you guys have it, please get it to me. My, my best thought, Lyle, is, and, and what I've seen a lot of times in dealing with, uh, you know, the Indiana DNR and things like that, a lot of the DNR guys, you know, the, the real higher-ups, the guys who are, are going to get the change done, and, and they really have no idea of the entire picture of anything. They, most of the time, have a specific group or something that comes to them, and, and it could be, say, bass anglers or the crab uh, the crab people, and they're saying, you know what, these blue catfish, they're destroying our cat crab industry. You're losing all this money, and, you know, we're, we're, gonna, you know, we're not going to do this. We're not going to buy our license, and we're not going to do that. And without doing any real research or anything behind it, they just start going with it, and as long as it sounds good and they got the right people behind it, they just go forward with it. Well, um, but, but I understand what you're saying with that, but I have one thing to say about that, Chris, and what I have to say is the bass fishermen have been complaining that catfish eats all their bass up for years, and the biggest, the biggest bass ever being caught are being caught right now. And the reason that is is because they're not eating the big fish, they're eating the smaller ones. And, and I cannot believe that, that, uh, that that's the only out they got for what they're doing. You know, uh, uh, there's got to be more to it than that. Um, I, I think that they probably figured that they've made a mistake and this is the only way they can get to it. And I do agree with Joe Sandbauer. That's some of the best blue cat fishing there is out there. And Ray Stitcher says it's all about the blue crabs and stripers. Well, them stripers, it's weighing 25 and 30 pounds. Them blue cats aren't eating them stripers. 
And, and then blue crabs, like I say, I have read extensively in the last couple of weeks, and there's record numbers of them in that water. So that's not it either. And Aaron, you are exactly correct. If, if you don't get a handle on this, the commercial guys will go out there, and there won't be a blue cat to be caught in those waters. Something's got to be done. It's got to be done now. And, and you know, you know, we like you said, we do have to stick together on this. Uh, commercial guys are watching; they're seeing what's going on. Uh, they're going to jump in uh, and take the first chance they get. You know, I mean, if, if they get that opening, the smallest little opening to get in there, they're going to get in there and they will exploit it beyond belief. Um, and Shadmaster said the the snakehead was the great villain a few years ago, and it was. I remember hearing all this about the the snakehead, and and guess what? What have you heard about it since then? Nothing. Um, it, it's all about the the fear in order to get laws and things passed that they want to get passed. So, right. um, the, you know, the uneducated public, if they can make them afraid, or or the uneducated uh, uh, sports angler or or whatever it might be that has the numbers to get a, a bill passed and make it look good, they're going to try to do that. Now, if if you stand up in numbers and even being out of state numbers or whatever, we get the right people you know, come on shows like this and we try to really educate them and let them know that there there is a lot of value to the fish that they have there that they may not recognize right now. You know, there's a lot of people traveling to that state uh, to or to them states and to them bodies of water to fish for them blue cats. And the damage that's being done really isn't the damage that they're thinking. No, um, and they've made the statement in public. It's it's in that thing that it may or may not affect. It's it's yeah. not anything that they can prove at this time. Exactly. My my big thing with that would be that, um, basically a channel catfish is not considered an invasive species yet. A channel catfish is going to eat all the same type of fish that a blue cat and a flathead is going to eat. They're going to eat the bluegill. They'll eat small bass. They'll eat. Uh, just about anything that the blue and the flathead is going to eat, the channel catfish is going to eat as well. That's correct. And you know, and and the, the the ideology behind that, you know, and and actually, your numbers of channel cats are most likely higher than blue cats or flatheads uh, by quite a bit, I would guess. You know, I'm I I wouldn't say for sure, but I would definitely think that they're either right there or the highest population of catfish there are, and they're they're they've been around for so long with bass, with crappie, um, and, and the populations of bass, crappie, places where, where they coexist, they do it just fine. The well, catfish don't take over. No, they do not take over, and I'm going to tell you, it doesn't matter if it's a blue crab or if it's an Asian carp. It doesn't matter if it's a bluegill or a bass or a crappie. If it comes close to a flathead or a blue and it's, or a channel cat, and it's the right size, and they're hungry, it's gone. It doesn't make any difference. You know, a, a common carp, they don't pick no favorites. When them babies get ready to eat, they're eating something. If it's in their way, uh, it's dinner. That's just the way, that's the way fish are. But with that being said, they're not the only ones that are like that. They're stripers that they're talking about. They do the same thing. So do bass. You know, any, they just do it on smaller fish because they don't have the ability to eat what a flathead or a blue does. You know, a, 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 a bass, a largemouth bass, and, and for the most part, uh, I think about any of the real bass fishermen will consider a three, four pound bass a large bass because, let's face it, there's not that many that get caught that, that much bigger over that. But they'll eat up all the, the little 
channel cat and blue cat uh, hatches fry that they can get to them. You know, if they can get to them, they'll eat them up just like the blues will eat theirs and, and so on. It's the, the way of nature runs. It's, it's not just one species. But the, but the, the thing that gripes me is, is the fact that they're calling them invasive. If they never was there before and they brought them there themselves, how can that be invasive? They took them there knowing how they was. So, you know, you, you made your bed, lay with it. Yeah, and like Ray Citra said, largemouth isn't a native species in many waters. Yet, you know, because of the type of guys and the people who are in there to protect them, you know, they're they're one of the most protected species there are in, in the states. So Yeah, and they um, fit to eat. So people talking about fish being to eat, a bass tastes like a piece of pine wood that's been laying in a river for a month or two. I mean, they're they're disgusting. You know, they're not fit to eat. You'd be better off eating a carp. They got less bones in them. And another thing is that the when you have, I guess, the people doing studies and whatnot, the problem with it is if the people doing the study you already know are wanting a specific outcome, they are going to make their study have the outcome they want. Uh, now that's where you have to get, you know, the guys above them. You have to get. Uh, the right people doing maybe even counter studies, um, you know, the people who are wanting something done, they're going to find a way to try to get it done. Whatever the we've I've learned this with uh, the different studies I've seen supposedly done on the Ohio River, um, you know, and to the point to where they have to acknowledge something, but they don't acknowledge everything. You know, I mean, they can they can twist it one way, they can maneuver it another, just enough to get to where whatever they want to happen, that, that will happen. And if we work together, I think that you can help prevent things like that. I think if we all, uh, you know, get in on the um, the polls that they do, you know, put our put our uh, two cents in on, you know, help educate the the DNR people about what is going on with their catfish. Um, you know, with uh, even you know, like I was saying earlier, with the uh, out-of-state revenue that comes in for, for being known to have a fishery like that, yeah, um, they might not have a clue. You know, the higher ups, it, to me, I would have to imagine the higher ups have to be thinking about the dollar, the almighty dollar coming into that state. Uh, and, and bottom line is, if if they start eliminating the uh, electroshock and, and, and killing and, and trying to get rid of all these blue cats and they destroy that water, you know, the if it's growing right now and they're getting so much money, it's just an investment that they have to put no money into. That's the way I've always looked at it for the Ohio River, for any body of water. This is, these states have no money that they have to put into this and they're going to gain so much on their on their. Uh, investment of nothing that it's it's really silly to, to get rid of it. Well, you know, and and you was touching on these these uh, these things about these guys doing these studies and things, and and not to get off the subject of what we're talking about here, but I am so proud of the Missouri Conservation Department. I get aggravated with them, and they know I'm aggravated with them because I tell them all the time. But they spend so much time and effort doing studies to make sure what they do is the best for our waterways, our deer herds, or whatever it is. Uh, they take several years to do, but when they make a decision, it's the right decision. And 
you know, Maryland or whatever state that's involved with this, I know Maryland, that's the first thing that comes to mind. If they would take notice of the way Missouri goes about doing their studies before they make some asinine statement like they've made about it, they would see what they do and go through all the trouble. Some of the studies they do take five and ten years, but when they decide that we need uh, regulations on, on Truman and, and Lake the Ozarks, we need them and they make the right decision, they go about it the right way, and it's, it's the way it should be. And, and if they would do that and take into consideration the amount of revenue that state would lose from people not going out there to pleasure fish, not going out there uh, to, to fish Cabela's or Bass Pro or whatever tournament series goes to those areas besides the local ones, they're taking a big dip in the amount of money out of that economy for those towns, and they need to take all that in consideration before they make a decision. And, and, and most of them haven't even reached the potential yet. I mean, catfishing and tournament catfishing and stuff, it's it's growing every year. It's getting bigger and, and bigger, and, and the big events that we have uh, going on on the Ohio River here, they're, they're moving their way up and down different bo large bodies of water. They're going to be happening in their neck of the woods as well and if they uh if they start you know working against that 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 might not ever happen um lee butterfish also you know he said that there's a big decline in those uh crabs in the in um in maryland and that's one of the things that they're getting blamed for but really it's probably more of an over harvest um and, and stripers you know there's lots of other things that could be the the cause of the decline in crabs, and if, if that's their main motivation, um, you know, they, the first word they could have heard was blue catfish. You know, they they, they had a problem with with uh, crab numbers, and the first word they heard was blue catfish, and that's you know that's where they've stuck their attention. And and if that's the case, you know, the people in Maryland, the the cat the catfish guys and stuff, they really have to step up. They have to start doing some research, finding out. Uh, if there's any sort of limit on on crab and you know, how bad they've been commercially harvested, um, you know, trying to help figure out a way uh, or a reason of why these crabs have actually started declining in numbers. Uh, talking with the DNR, um, I I myself and and I'm sure everybody else on here doesn't believe it has to do with the catfish. Um, do they probably eat some? Yeah, but do the number that they probably are thinking is probably way off. I, I would guess. Um, let's see. And then Vince also said that, uh, you know, the, the blue catfish has been in there for, for a long enough time to where it's an established species. Um, I agree with that. They're a part of the ecosystem. They've been there. Uh, you know, and where them fish are, where them blue cats and flatheads are, some of the best catfishing, bass, uh, or I'm sorry, bass fishing, crappie fishing, panfish fishing, uh, shad, you know, if all that stuff is there in abundance, then the catfish are not the cause. Because that's all, you know, catfish food right there. You know, crappie, panfish, shad. If those numbers aren't hurting, it's not your catfish. It's something else. And that's, that's what you got to figure out exactly what it is. Um, yeah, it, it is definitely, you know, the people that, that just don't necessarily know and that's how unfortunately bad laws can get passed very easily is that nobody stands up fast enough uh, and, and and unintelligent or un, un 
um, researched laws basically are get you know getting put into place without uh, much research done or anything like that to back up their claims. You know, it's you know it, it, the way that they do it. If if that were the case, you know, I would have liked to have seen you know commercial fishing completely banned on the Ohio River. You know, if if we're in a area where they acknowledge that the blue catfish, flathead catfish isn't an invasive species, but a more of a sport angled species, and it was even possible that commercial fishing was over harvesting them fish, why why wouldn't they just go ahead and, you know, ban it completely for us? They won't, you know, it's all about who's doing what and how many people you got to back you up on what you're trying to get done. So that's where, you know, we have to do good, uh, you know, we have to come together as cat fishermen, uh, help out anywhere we can when, when things like this arise and and try to nip it in the bud, especially if it's if it's early in the stages where we can, you know, really do something. Um, trying to read some chat here. I don't know if, if, if uh, you got anything else, Lyle or, or Chuck, you can jump in there. They are saying Missouri. Missouri is absolutely amazing with what they do with theirs. Yeah, I don't understand about the uh, you know the the you know the blue cats. They you, you got the brackish water and the uh, you know separating the salt water from the fresh water. It, it mixes or whatever in a certain area. I'm sure the blue cat in that brackish water a little bit, but you know I'm not sure if they can live in the salt water. Um, you know, you, then you've got the fish that's migrating into the fresh water, staying around the brackish water. Um, you know, the catfish, they're probably going to stay on up in the tributaries and the, the fresh water, you know, and head, head up. Um, you know, they're not—they're probably not going to get right in the brackish water, I wouldn't think. Um, I, the, the, the blue crabs hang out in the fresh water? Are they way up in the tributaries and stuff where the blue catfish are? I don't know. I'm not from them areas. but um, they're, they're saying the blue catfish actually has the um it has a, a higher survivability in the in the higher uh salt salt I don't know the saltiness I guess of the water where where the uh the tributaries right off of the ocean or whatever where a lot of catfish I guess couldn't survive a blue catfish can so that so they're thinking that uh that that's why they're killing all the crabs and everything or yeah I guess they, the crabs don't even know in. why I mean, they, they don't even have proof yeah. that, you know, that's the situation. But, you know, uh, the other day when, um, when when Ray and Rena sent us the uh, the Bay Catfish site, I went and did a lot of reading on, uh, you know, the electroshocking and everything. And, you know, I, I read some pages where they're actually, uh, they can actually, one boat can electroshock more than 6,000 fish an hour. Yeah. Um, you know, so so they they know the areas where these where these uh where these fish are, you know, hanging out, schooling, whatever you want to call it. Um, I guess the best structured areas and stuff and um it seems like they could they could do a pretty good bit of damage on these fish, but it seems like they would have to take out a lot of the uh, the other species too if they if they were out doing this. Neil Craig says in, in West Virginia where he lives, the DNR are stocking blues and there is no commercial fishing. The biologists are giving us giving them books to fill out on their catch and uh, 
uh, basically sending them back to, to help with their studies. Neil, it might be a good thing for you if you if you really get in with a couple DNR guys and, and just get to talking to them, get a little friendly with them, uh, see what uh, um, what you can find out about what you know what they have in in communication wise with uh, Virginia and, and maybe Maryland to see if they you know if they have any ends or if they if they could help educate them states as, as to what you know West Virginia obviously believes. Uh, you know, and having them there for a reason, you know, maybe they could share that. Yeah, and Ron says you would think that the states would share information. Yeah, you would think that, but unfortunately, being hell is like every state is pretty much, uh, I guess, uh, able to do its own thing under our current thing. You know, I mean, I'm not saying I want to be a, you know, commun com communism or anything, but yeah, that's just the way it's set up. You know, they don't really share information very well. Some do, some don't. Um, you know, and, and everybody, you know, it, it it could be for the. Unfortunately, the commercial guys might also be DNR. You know, and and have really a uh, a uh, conflict of interest. Yet they're they still have that position, so they're going to protect it every way they can. You know, and if that and if that also includes not communicating with states who who have a opposing view of what they're doing, then that's what's going to happen. Like all you can do really is try to try to work them people out, wait for to get the right people in, maybe even step up and and uh, try to get in DNR or something like that. Well, one thing that I will promise you, people, and and everybody that listens to this live tonight, and everybody that listens to it later in the week, either on Google or YouTube or whatever, numbers speak volume. If you care about catfishing, whether it be in Missouri, Illinois, West Virginia, Maryland, it doesn't matter. Anytime that there's a fight like this, we got to band together. And one thing that these, these places understand is if you slam them with emails and messages and snail mail, uh, Anything like that that makes them have to spend their time and look at it, they recognize that as somebody that cares enough about it to spend the time to do it, and they all look at that. And the more messages and emails and stuff they get, the better it is for every every cat fisherman in the United States. So it only takes a few minutes, fellas, to fill this stuff out, and ladies, to fill this stuff out and send it in and let them know that you oppose this kind of stuff and to leave them catfish alone. Yeah, and Lee Butterfish says he believes it's the, it's the bass guys. It, it, it honestly, bass guys really do have a lot of pull in DNR. I've, I've noted that all over the country. Um, just just for the amount of money they, they have in tournaments and sponsors, and, and they really do get a lot of, Anything they want done in, in, a, in a law or whatever, it, it gets done and it can get done very fast. Um, you know, catfishing is nowhere near there. And, and unfortunately, you know, you're saying, and Joe Sandbauer said that, you know, along the coastline, uh, it's mostly saltwater guys and there's not a lot of catfish guys and they, they really don't care about blue cats. Um, I can see, Joe, where it could be a really hard situation for you to, to have a positive outlook or even trying to do anything, but, um, you know, just being here listening to, to us and talking to other guys and, and really when you get to talking to those 
those saltwater guys, if you show them your passion, you let them know, and you're, and you're well spoken and educated about your subject, um, when they talk about it, that they might have more of an understanding of where you're coming from. You know, if, if if you were to say put the shoe on their foot, let them understand how they would feel if if uh, you know whatever saltwater species, you know, grouper or something was was getting exterminated by uh, DNR because they thought it was killing off you know the the algae that they need or something. You know, that, that definitely. Um, will help, you know, and then and doing whatever you can, even if it's just talking to people, is something that you can do. Um, and, and as far as the bass numbers being um, on a decline, um, I'm not sure, you know, I, I haven't heard that anywhere really. Um, I, all I've heard around, you know, and this is my Midwest area or whatever, that is that, you know, bass, is, bass has been pretty steady, if not growing. You know, and that's in a lot of bodies of water where blue catfish, flatheads, everything else has been uh, been there for as long as they have, pretty much. So, um, let's see, got anything else? Salinity, yeah, that's what it was, Scott. The salinity of the of the water. The blue catfish can handle a higher salinity uh, than what other standard catfish can. Something about their composition. Yeah, and from what Ray was saying, he said he's he's caught catfish up to thirty pounds up into the uh, in in the brackish water. So it seems like I guess when I, as they get bigger, they try to stay away from it. I I would think I'm not really sure, but I just um, don't think there's enough for them to eat up there. I don't know. I've seen some of them big old uh, big old shad they catch up in there. What's them uh, American shads or whatever? They brackish. Oh, they are big, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were like catching bass. Right. <clears throat> They're giants. Um, yes, uh, there's pl there's probably plenty to eat in those um, in that brackish water, and then those areas. But the um, you know these guys in in Maryland and um, they they're from reading the um, on this, you know, bay catfish page, um, you know the the director of the fisheries he he says like he's bound and determined to, uh, to to wipe out the blue catfish if it means totally wipe out everything in his waters because he quoted uh, we don't want to manage this fishery we want to knock it down to the lowest level possible and then keep it on that level. Uh, and that was his exact quote. So, um, pretty much, you know, for him to get rid of the blue catfish, he he he'll he'll kill everything in that whole whole water if it takes it to get rid of the blue catfish. From what it sounds, that's that's pure ignorance. So yeah, a statement, so like, that only, a statement like that could only be made by an idiot. Uh, anybody with any uh, amount of education at all would never say something like that. Yes, and. Um, you know, they're saying behind pollution, blue catfish are the biggest threat to the Chesapeake Bay. Um, you know, they, I do not believe that. These guys are just probably politician people that, you know, don't know anything about the ecosystem, anything going on, and they just try and do, um, you know, do what these guys are giving them money to do. So, These are the same guys who probably were 100% sure that Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and 
Guess what? We went over there. I think we fucking dug up that whole country. Did we find a damn thing? Man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> right. Ray Stitcher says the crabs will go further further upriver on the years where there's a drought because the salinity levels increase. So that's, you know, and then the crabbers will set their traps all the way, Shabmaster says the crabbers set their traps all the way up to D.C., five miles uh, away from the totally fresh water. Um, and then, then yeah, that's, that's pretty good ways. So, who knows if, you know, I don't know if they're moving all the way up to it, you know, and into it possibly. Who knows if, if a crab can be up in that water. Well, you know, and how far, how much further are they that people are not setting traps for them? I mean, just because that's as far as the traps goes, that doesn't mean the crabs aren't way up past that. Now, I gotta, I'm way behind everybody on chat, so, so bear with me on... Uh, Bear with me. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't have any reactions to whatever I just said. <laughs> okay. While while you're straightening that out, I, I, I'm not changing the subject. I'm going to get off of it for just a second and remind everybody that at this particular time there is 51 boats paid at the Monsters of the Ohio and 26 signed up. Um, that's got to be some kind of record for, for 1st of February. Uh, congratulations, Aaron. That's that's a great feat. That's going to be a great tournament. You guys get a chance, get signed up, and get down there and fish that Ohio River with Mr. Wheatley. You will have a good time, I promise you. Aaron Wheatley says it's going to cost them a lot of money to remove a catfish. You know, it's money the state's paying, you know, and that, and that's wasted money. That, that's exactly not, right. Not only is it cost... It's losing money in the long run. I mean, that's that's just like kicking money out every year. So, yeah. Well, and 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 they can't they can't get rid of all of them. And and if a if a guy made a statement like uh, Chuck Redwalker that he wanted to get rid of everything and no matter at any cost, that that's just crazy to say. Some make a statement like that. That's just foolish. Uh, that's just crazy. Yeah. yeah no, Go ahead. Everybody needs to go to the Bay Catfish uh, Advocate page that I posted the link to. There's a lot of links. Almost everything you see highlighted in blue um, is somewhere that you can go read on. Um, you know, e either the uh, the the conservation guys have put something out, or um, so, some advocate group. You know, they got the National Ocean Service guys putting some stuff up. Uh, you're seeing all their different points of views. Um, so, you know, get on there and read through all this stuff, guys, and see that they're, they're planning on trying to pull off something really big. And Chuck, every, every 15 minutes or so, post that link up so people don't got to scroll up and find that link. Well, and, and, and here's something to bear in mind. When, when, uh, when the boys down in Kentucky was fighting for regulations, and I know there was a lot of us from outlying areas, different states that sent in stuff and helped them boys out. Same with the guys in Indiana. I know when we was fighting for stuff here in Missouri, I put that out there, and we got just tons and tons of people from other states that sent this stuff in. I have already sent that in. I'm considering sending it again. I don't know if I can get in trouble for that or not. I don't want it to get kicked out. But boys, it only and and ladies, it only takes a few minutes 
a very few minutes to fill that stuff out and let them know how you feel. And in the comment section, I let them know that there was, you know, I was not going to be going out there if they was eradicating catfish because that's the only reason for me there. If they didn't want my money, then let me know now so I go someplace else that did and I would spend my money there. You know, money is the thing that them people understand, so you have to make them understand that they're going to miss out on your money. Uh, maybe they don't care about it, but I can't believe that they wouldn't. You know, money is too big a deal to all to poli political types. Yeah, and also, guys, uh, for the people who uh, aren't in chat tonight, uh, we don't know who's not watching our show. Um, you know, post this stuff on your page, explain the situation, and ask your friends to, um, you know, go to these pages and fill out these forms. Also, that would be a big help if they've got a big bum rush of. Uh, That's right. You know, you know, cat catfish anglers, you know, recreational or tournament guys coming on there and, uh, you know, bombarding them with, uh, you know, tell them, tell them you fish for blue cats and flatheads, um, click every river, you know, James River, Potomac, um, Rappahannock, however you say it, all those rivers, you know, put your fish tournaments, you know, and, and you know, let them know that, you know, there's out-of-state guys wanting to come in and enjoy these fisheries also. Well, Ray sent me a message just a minute ago, and, and he says that he has kept a lot of small blues to eat, which, you know, the majority of us that fish keep the small fish to eat. He says he has never cleaned one that had a blue crab in its belly. Now, Ray Stitcher's been fishing a long time, fellas. If he has never cleaned one that had a blue crab in it, what are their base and their ideas that the catfish are cleaning them blue crabs out on? If Ray has never cleaned one that had a blue crab in it, well, they don't pass through there that fast. Uh, they're, they're, they're using this as an excuse for some other reason. Exactly. Um, apparently, I owe everybody an apology. I didn't even realize it, and I did it again. <laughs> I, 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 it, to me, it, I never even realized it. I, I just got like five messages that say, you just did that. I'm like, I did? Yeah. So I'm sorry. I apologize for the language. I'm working on it. It's not. It barely happens ever, but it does every once in a while. Well, we get working. excited as well as anybody else, and 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 I, you know, I really get excited sometimes, as you've seen last week. But and, and things happen, and and you do the right thing. You just say you're sorry and go on with it, and keep keep trucking. Yep. Uh, Neil Craig said their club's having a meeting on the 15th of the month, and the bio the 15th of this month, and the biologist will be there uh, to give a presentation on their study. Um, he's going to see what he can find out. Neil, if you want to post up in there what your club is and, and you know, if anybody that's around wants to check it out or whatever they can, uh, post it up in chat uh, where they're going to be at and all that. Yeah, and, and after the meeting, um, you know, go to Catfish Weekly page and, um, you know, post some stuff up for, to share with everybody so everybody will know what's going on. Yeah, because yeah, we want to know. And Vince says, biologist Bob Greenlee did a complete study on the cats on the James. Uh, there's great information there. Um, okay, now I'm scrolling down a little bit. Yeah, they'll never get all the blues out of there anyway. It'd be a, and almost the way he was talking, it would have to be a killing every fish in that body of water to get every blue out of there and keep them, you know, keep 
you know, all they're doing is is basically trying to fix something that's never going to be uh, repairable. You know, I mean, and they're just breaking it worse every time they look they work on it. Yeah, but they they can knock a big dent into the oh, yeah. trophies. That's why I said that they're, they're just making it worse every time they work on it. That's all they're doing. Yeah, well, they, they, you're they right. Get all the trophies, and that's then what they, the trophy. And fish. then they got they'll have all the small catfish left. They won't have any tourists coming to fish for the small ones, and they're just going to be beating around the bush. So, um, you know, they they just need to quit while they're ahead. Yeah, and. and Ron Streeter says, you know, we, you know, we do have to watch how we approach it. Don't, don't badmouth the bass fishermen or, or other people like bet like bass fishermen do. Um, really, we do. You know, we have to, we have to keep a professional, level-headed, um, you know, approach to the way we go about handling this, or, or we'll basically just get overlooked as, you know, hillbilly rednecks that don't have any money or say or you know basically that's what you want to avoid you want to be uh intelligent you know make your make your statement don't be calling people names looking looking silly out there be professional and uh trying to get back down here I'm while while I'm sitting here and I'm I'm scrolling down on here um the uh, angler spotlights. I haven't done it in a while. Um, there's a there's a few that I've got here. Uh, Joel Roberts, Ernest Berry, Lloyd Weaver, Rambling Rogue, Don Hayes. Those those are a couple of the guys that have posted on Catfish Weekly re recently. Um, thank you guys. Um, if there's anybody that I've missed, I don't intentionally miss you. Um, I, you know, I go through there. I've 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 gave a lot of shout outs to Angler Spotlights. Um, if if I haven't said your name and you posted on there and you want me to say it, send me a message or or an email or anything. You know, Facebook or whatever. Um, I'll make sure to get your name put out there. I'm not I'm not uh trying to avoid any certain people or anything like that. So. Um, we really appreciate all the content that, that you guys put out there on Catfish Weekly. Uh, we enjoy it all. I mean, like I said, we, we're talking about, we talk about putting, you know, uh, hunting videos on there, you know, Indiana Hunter and things like that, like to like to look that kind of stuff as well. And there's lots of our people, you know, all of our fans that like to catfish and hunt and, and do all kinds of that kind of stuff as well. So um, just keep doing it. You know, we're, we're I'm doing the best I can. Lyle and Chuck are doing the best they can at, at at making the show as good as we can and getting everybody shouted out and all that kind of stuff. So I really enjoy it, guys. All right, the uh, some more of the chat. We got uh, the eels breed in freshwater and live out the rest of their lives in salt water. So as Alan Alan Pickett was just a FYI kind of that. Um, uh, the James is infested with eels. I think that's where he he got that from. And we have, oh yeah, I've got the, I'm starting to read the uh, bad language part now. I'm, I'm at that end of the, <laughs> again, I apologize. Um, <laughs> he heard, El he's heard Saddam Elbow dropped a penguin. <laughs> 
Well, and Jason Jason Matheny says that, that they don't have to kill all the big fish to get rid of them. They just shock the water and then take uh, it, and, and that does. It just stuns them. If anybody's ever seen that done, they'd understand. And they just short, sort through and take all the breeders out and leave the rest of them, and it takes them years to grow up. That's exactly right. Uh, you know, I, I've seen these fish shock before, and and um, they used to have a tournament called the Cook's Boat and Motor Tournament. Uh, I think the last year they had they had 107 boats in it, and it's today it was the biggest tournament every year, the catfishing tournament that anybody ever knew of. It was several years ago. They used to have them every year. And the last two years, they they went above and below the Clarksville Dam and shocked them fish the day before the tournament uh, because that's where everybody went to catch the big ones. And uh, I've actually seen what comes up when they do that, and it is astounding the amount of fish that come up out of a hole of water that that you know there's fish in there, but you don't realize how many until you see the top of the water just turn blackish gray from them fish being there. And when they go to net them, if they don't get them in the net, if they touch the side of them or something, it brings them to and they're gone. And then fish won't come back for a few days. I mean, uh, they just won't. Uh, but, yeah, that he's right about that. It doesn't kill them. It just stuns them. But if anything touches them or they touch each other much, that they come to and they're gone. I don't know where they go, but they head out of that area for a few days. Random surprise giveaway. Our number, our very first super fan, Jason Malone. We wanted to do something special for you, so we got you a hoodie from Whiskerware Apparel for being the very first person to sign up for our super fan package. As soon as you heard about it, you went and signed up for it, and we really appreciate it. You haven't won anything being a super fan yet all year and last year or anything, so... Congratulations, Jason Malone. You're in a lot of our, almost every show, you're, you're in the chat talking with us. We want to get back to you. You just won a Whiskerware hoodie. Good job, Jason. Um, going back, one of the, one of the things that I, I'm, I think about is that they, they, the big invasive species that you hear about right now being the Asian carp, now, if there was ever anything that's been hyped up more than the Asian carp, I don't think I've heard about it. There's and nothing interesting in them. And how well has that stopped the Asian carp for everything that they've done? The millions of dollars that they spent putting on uh, the device that, right uh, below the Great Lake there and, and trying to keep it from getting into there, and guess what? They're there. Well... Here, here's the thing about that. We, you know, they should never been brought into this country to start with. Nope. Those fish should have never been brought into the United States. With that being said, they was brought in for testing reasons. And then when Katrina hit, uh, it flooded that area and let all them carp out into the the Mississippi River. And now we've got them all over any tributary that drains into a Mississippi River or any part of it or anything else. Now, they didn't seem to mind when those Asian carp started infesting the waters from, uh, I believe it was Mississippi or Louisiana, when they started infesting that water, working their way up the Mississippi River system into the Ohio and the Tennessee and the Missouri and all these other rivers, 
it was okay that they was in there no matter how bad it was for the ecosystem and no matter how dangerous it was for fishermen until they got to the Great Lakes. And all of a sudden, we've got to stop them from getting in the Great Lakes. Well, why didn't they say that when they got into the Mississippi River and the Ohio and the Missouri and the Tennessee and all them other rivers? It's just as important to keep them out of them as it is the Great Lakes. I don't fish the Great Lakes, so as far as I'm concerned, you can take them all and shove them up in there. The problem is, if it's not, if they shouldn't be in the Great Lakes system, they should have never been allowed to be in the Mississippi River system. I'm getting, I'm getting more chats about my potty mouth. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's just not, you know, if, if it's so bad for, for uh, the Great Lakes, it's so much worse for the rivers that, that people fish on and they boat on, uh, they ski on, they sea do on, unfortunately, but they do. Uh, you know, so, you know. And, and all the effort and money, that's what I'm saying, all the effort and money that they put into trying to uh, stop a, a, a species, really, um, it's not worked. You know, I mean, it's it's been a waste of money. Not not saying that, you know, that that specific species, and, and that's the thing is there are specific species that are invasive species and really do need to be, worked on to get out. Absolutely. Uh, I'm not saying that, that you know, invasive or uh, um, Asian carp and catfish are the same type of in invasive species at all. No. No. You know. And they're not. And, and people realize that they're not. But, you know, uh, at least a blue cat and a flathead are natural to waters in our country. They wasn't brought from some foreign... You know, and, and if people realize that if you'll check and read, the common carp is not native to the United States waters either. They was brought over from Ireland or England or one of them places back in the 1800s. Uh, half a gallon of crown? Sorry, I'm just getting there. Half a gallon. Yeah, man, I like it. It's good stuff. <laughs> but, but, you know, they, they never was here before then. Um, and, I, and I'd read that, and I forgot why they brought them over here. But it was some lame reason, like they brought the Asian carp over to see about eating algae or stuff. Well, uh, I, you know, a lot of people don't have the issue with Asian carp as I do. And the fact is that we can't go out in my area and and throw a net and get enough shad to fish a day. The Asian carp have taken over and they've run off all the shad because they eat the same stuff. And I've got to rely on somebody else or drive to Springfield, Illinois, or somewhere away from here to get bait if I want shad for bait because there is none. There's no shad left. You'll, you'll get uh, a net full a year if your net will only hold six or 12. You know, uh, If you get 12 shad in a net around here all year, you have hit a home run. They just aren't here since those Asian carp moved in. Yeah, and Shadmaster says no matter what species you take out of uh, a stabilized ecosystem, you're you're disrupting that ecosystem, and you don't really know what effects that that's going to have on that ecosystem after taking that predator or whatever fish that you consider invasive species out uh, after that, especially like an established ecosystem. 
That is right. You know, and, and as long as them fish been in them rivers out there, they've got to be considered a natural predator to all the stuff that they really want to get rid of anyhow. I, I promise you, them stripers won't eat near as much of the things they want to get rid of as them blues will as far as, as, as fish they're wanting to target. And, and I just don't believe that they're any effect at all on the crabs because they'd much rather have them shad and stuff like that to eat as they would them crabs. And, and Aaron's got it nailed too. He says, you know, there's a lot of money in, in the crab, and, and whether it's the crab or the bass or whatever it is, there's a battle that that's to be had up there right now in, in Maryland and in the Virginia area. There's a battle. It's it's there. It's coming. It, you're in the you're in, in the beginning of it. Um, it's going to take guys working together, uh, hammering the politicians, making phone calls to them. Um, it really, you know, it, it's going to take work, you know. And, and if you really do uh, have the passion for catfish, um, you know, don't be afraid to to step up and 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 lead something, you know, because somebody's got to do it, and it's going to have to be somebody local because that's who they're going to listen to. Uh, more is is local than they are. I mean, they're going to listen to the out of towners, but it, it's it's got to be the local guys that get it started and head that head that uh, um, that battle, you know, up there. So uh, it is coming. Yep, exactly. It is coming. Um, and then they're saying that shocking doesn't usually affect most trophy sized fish. From what I was getting, they were shocking some very oh, good yeah. sized fish. It doesn't matter what size fish you are. It matters how close they are to the electrical charge. Yeah. Yeah, and that, and that's what Mathena said he's seen some big ones being being shocked up below Alton Dam, and yeah. um, I have two giants, just absolute giants. Jason says thanks. You're welcome, Jason. You know we we definitely uh, we're glad you're you're you were number one, and, and you know you were so fast to get onto that and that. That meant a lot to us, so thank you very much. Um, let's see. We're running at about an hour, so I don't know if you guys have anything else. Well, on that, I, I just, you know, like I say, the, the biggest thing that we can do is everybody, and thank you, Glenda, for doing that, but everybody, take a minute. When you see these things online about going on to these websites and letting these people know that you're against these things, that is the best thing that you can do. So just spend a few minutes. Send that stuff in. The people of those areas will appreciate it. When you guys sent that stuff in, and Ron Workman, one of my old buddies who's no longer with us, he sent that stuff in for me uh, from Indiana, and, and I know for a fact, I've been told they read his letters through the MDC. So I know this stuff makes a difference. And it only takes a minute, guys. Just just fill out the paperwork and get that stuff in and let them guys know that what they're doing and considering is wrong for the catfishing community. Yep. All right, I'm getting just about getting caught up and seeing if there's anything really else that Anybody's got on here that uh, yeah, it's, it's, they're waiting for the well. Yeah, I'd love to see some wells catfish come with them. There would those would definitely not. They, they would call those invasive species in a heartbeat for as big as those things. Like wells catfish and what is it? Was that uh, the 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 was it the gooch or something? 
The red tails is what I'd like to have. Yeah, the red tails are beautiful fish, man. They are. I'd love to go get some of them. What's the what's the gooch? What what was that one? What kind that's, of uh, that's the flathead with the flathead with teeth from over in yeah. India. Yeah. He's a bad boy. Yeah, they are. They hurt you. <laughs> oh man, they went down there swimming and fi filming them too. That was that was cool. Jason yeah. Jason Malone said red tail was caught in the white white river this summer. It has I it, heard Cabela's has it in their tank. It had to be brought in by somebody. Yeah, in I would but, think so. You know, uh, I built some rods for a guy. For some reason, his name eludes me right off. But he went down and caught one of the piranhas and a bunch of them big hundred pound red tails. They're just absolutely gorgeous fish. Uh, that, if that that would be my dream trip. Yeah, and there is Shannon said there they got that plant in. Uh, Grafton, Illinois, that's processing the Asian carp. It's closed it up. They closed it up and moved it to another town because people was complaining about the smell, believe it or not. But is, is it up and running again now, or is it not? Yeah, I think they're working on it. The last I heard it wasn't. But, yeah, you know, people, you know, they want to get rid of these 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 Asian carp, and they want to, they want to get them out of the water, and we get something that actually is doing something, and they was paying the guys enough money they could actually afford to go after these Asian carp and the people complained because it made a little smell so they shut the plant down. How ridiculous. Brought jobs into the town I'm sure. And Absolutely. Money, jobs, everything. Kept the, the commercial guys off our catfish and these are just unbelievable. I'm going I'm to tell people right now the you know my plan this year for the Asian carp that jump into my boat, I am going to be filleting them and putting the fillets in baggies and bringing them home. I watched some videos. Glenda was just talking about it, uh, cooking the cooking the carp up. From 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 one of the videos that I watched, pe uh, people the uh, as a famous chef took the Asian carp, put it you know cooked it up, put it up against um, just about every other kind of fish that there is. And did a blind taste test with a bunch of random people, and almost every person enjoyed the taste of that Asian carp over every other type of fish. So I can't tell you I've ate it. I've talked to plenty of people who said they had, and it's a great white, clean, flaky fish. Uh, so this year I'm going to be trying it. I'm going to be, um, you know, cooking it up and eating it, and I'm sure I'll let you guys know. But that uh, this year, that's my plan. They jump in my boat. I heard they're better in, in, from the winter months than they are from the hotter months. In the hotter months, you probably don't want to have a ton of uh, that oily meat or whatever it is that it, it changes their their you know texture or flavor or whatever. But um, you know, everybody go go to this uh, also this link that Chuck Davidson posting up. That's the uh, one of the things that you can do even if you're out of state. You know, click that link, go over it, fill it out, talk, let them know about uh, some. Just give them some general general. Uh, you know some of our education on what you think the flathead and blue catfish should be protected, or, or whatever you feel about what we think around here. Well, my brother-in-law Freddie has, has taken some of those and took them out to the local locker plant and had them smoke. He said they are amazingly good to eat. 
<laughs> Tim and Lynn Lang said we'd have a lot less noodlers if we had the Wells catfish. Over here. <laughs> yeah, he's right about that. You know he is. And, and the gooch. <laughs> there you go. Stick your hand in the gooch's mouth. That sucker's got no. teeth on it. <laughs> that's funny right there. It is. That, that is. That's hilarious. But he's right. I mean. You reach your hand in one of them gooches and pull back a stub, you won't be doing that but about one one more time. I'd, I'd be the guy that stick it in there and get, get a big old snapping turtle, take off some fingers or something. Or a beaver. Yep. And Scott says the Asian carp are very tasty. He's serious. He, he must have, he's tried them. Um, you know, Shannon, I don't know if he said that he wasn't aware of that, but or something else. Um, yeah, we might get a chance this weekend. Uh, I do want to let everybody. I'll, I'll, I'll wait for my uh, closing statement there, but um, no problem. Virginia catfishing. They said thanks for including Virginia on your show. No problem. Um, hey, we're if, in this together, boys. Yeah. If girls. you have if you have any information that you know that you don't feel that we got or that you'd like to 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 be on the show or anything like that, just get a hold of us and we'll see what we can do. Um, anybody, and that goes for anybody in the, on the chat or watching the show. Um, if you feel like that, you know, we we didn't cover everything to the way that you think it should have been covered, or you got some other in, input to add to it, uh, feel free to send it to us. Uh, you can send it to uh, fud at catfishweekly.com. I'll get it from there from my email, and I'll uh, see what I can do about getting the information out there. Um, but. We had a we had quite a few people on 37, 38 people on the chat I believe at one point. Uh, pretty good turnout. Um, but yeah, yeah, and, and and Clint said he's you know he's the main thing about the Asian not how good they taste or whatever is is the uh, a seven year old little girl in the boat or something you know getting hit in the face and and hurt by them jumping you know, jumping fish that can really put some damage to some things, especially, you know, not only the, um, you know, the gear in your boat, but the people in your boat as, as, as well. So Chuck, if you want to go ahead and do a closing statement. Hi guys. Um, you know, these Potomac river monster guys, they, um, you know, this is what they do. They get out there and they catch these big trophy cats they post them where we can all see them. They get out and compete with each other. That's their lifestyle. And um, so we need to help them preserve that. So, you know, get out there and, um, you know, get anybody that you know that will fill these things out and um, help them take care of this. They're, they need all of us behind them right now. It's, it's, it's going to be, a, a you know, the next few months is really critical on this. So. Let, let's get this thing filled out and sent in. Uh, that's about all I got, guys. Wow. Well, I, I'm going to do something that we don't normally do on here. Uh, most of you know that I build fishing rods once in a while, and um, I have a gentleman that spends a lot of his personal time helping me do pictures and stuff and pretty much takes care of the black horse Rod Facebook page. Um, very little of the stuff that you see on there, uh, I do. Vince Rogers does most all of it. He's just just the greatest guy in the world, 
Uh, he makes the crappy pictures I take look really, really nice. If you've seen some of the stuff that he's done the last couple of days, you understand what I'm saying. And I just want to thank Vince publicly for everything that he does because the things that he does I cannot do, and he's just a really, really good guy. Um, Twisted Cat Outdoors is having the first tournament of the year, the 21st of February at Columbia Bottoms in St. Louis. Now, um, anybody that gets a chance to come down there and fish that tournament, I promise you it'll be good. Right now, the fishing is really, really good down there. Um, Jason Mathena, um, a couple guys that he was fishing with, really got into some good fish over the weekend. I understand it, that... Um, um, Damn, lost my train of thought. Jason Jackson had a client over the weekend, got into a lot of fish, nothing, no really giants, but a lot of good fish. Anthony Maggart was with Jason Mathene. I don't know who all else was with him, but they really laid out some good quality fish. And uh, if you get a chance to come down and fish that tournament, you'll really have a good time. Last year in our February tournament, we have a three-fish limit. Jason Mathena and Hans Fronstock, 166.9 pounds on three fish, with big fish of the event of 80.3. Um, I know there's a lot of good places fishing. I'm awful partial to the Mississippi River. If you guys think you got something you can, can beat with, with that, just uh, come on down and get you a little of it because we're going to fish. We're going to have a good time. As long as the river's not froze or if it doesn't flood between now and then, I don't see that happening. Um, so if you get a chance, come on down. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna lay some fish out, and uh, you'll you, I promise you, you'll have a good time. There's a good bunch of guys that'll be down there fishing that tournament, and uh, uh, you'll you'll enjoy yourself uh, unless it's just really really cold. And uh, if it's no worse than it's been, it we, we should be good. Is that all you got? That's all I got for today. Yeah, I'd say. Uh... Just, just to add on to Vince, I know he does a lot for for Black Horse. So, again, I'll go ahead and I'll say, you know, thank you to Vince as well because, you know, if he helps you, you know, I'm I'm down for it. You know, I'd love to be able to do what he does for you, but I can't. So. I can't either, man. And he does really so, cool. Yeah, thank you, Vince. I know that I know that Lyle and and I'm sure plenty of people that like seeing the pictures of the rods that he builds and everything would 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 thank you as well. So, uh, just keep doing what you're doing, buddy. Um, ICA, ICA has a tournament at Leavenworth, Indiana, uh, this, this weekend, Saturday, the 7th, I believe, uh, I believe it's 7.30 a.m., uh, you probably find more information on Indiana Catfish, I believe, yeah, Indiana, doo -doo -doo, I, yeah, IndianaCatfish.com, sorry, <laughs> I had it right there, I was pretty sure, but, uh, yeah, the seventh. Uh, it's going to be a open tournament, so you don't have to be a member. Uh, Sixty dollar entry fee. Um, come on down. It should be a pretty nice weekend, I believe. I'm thinking it was looking like 45 degrees or something like that. I'm not positive if it's changed at all since then. Um, I'll be there. Uh, me and Scott Wiseman. I'll be fishing with him this year in a lot of the ICA tournaments. Um, again. Thanks to everybody that came on to the chat. We really, uh, 
we're really enjoying the fact that it's growing and more people are showing up in chat and talking with us and giving us information. It's a little hard right now for, for us to keep on top of every, everybody's chat and keep up with, uh, you know, what's being said, but we're doing pretty good, I think. Um, uh, like I said before, uh, to this this month is going to be the month of random drawings and giveaways on, on the Whiskerware apparel, so um, if you want to just try to cover all your bases, like I said, you know, subscribe on YouTube, subscribe on the on the uh, on the actual website, catfishweekly.com. Putting your email in there and subscribe to it. Uh, making sure that you liked us both on our Facebook page and our Facebook group. You know, make sure you're in both of those. Uh, maybe become a super fan. Uh, we're we're going to be doing you know just random things. It's going to be a, a surprise for for this month. So. Um, Definitely, uh, I do not say the F word a lot. Again, <laughs> maybe it's the third time in over a year of shows. Come on. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Chris. Yes. Um, while we got a second, Indiana Hunter, Monsters of the Ohio, Catfish Magazine, Who's Your Whiskers, Rob with the. Uh, Whiskerware Apparel, we cannot thank you guys enough for being on our page and letting us share what you all offer to the people that watch our show. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, also, um, give me one second here. There's, We have a new advertiser that I haven't got up yet. Um, let me see who it is again, if I can find it. I want to say it was a, a, a catfish trail. Um, might have been Daniel Parsons. Yeah, he said he was going to. He said he was going to advertise the uh, the winter blue tournament for next year. That'd be awesome. We'd love to have Daniel on here. He put on a really good show down there this year for his first big big event. I, I thought he done an excellent job. I can't believe three people did all that. I can't either. He'll have to get some help going on from here on out. Well, he had he had, he had two or three guys uh, that didn't show up. He might want to contact Mr. Wheatley and find out uh, how things progress so he's got an idea what's going on. I know Aaron would, would have an idea on them big ones because he has one of the biggest ones. Um, yeah. No, the uh, Potomac River uh, Monster Cats Trail. Potomac River Tournament Trail, they're... they're um, they're gonna, they're putting an ad up for six months. I haven't got it up there yet, guys. I do apologize for the delay. I do. I feel like I've been running like a two-minute head cut off for the past month, or probably two, two and a half, three months now. Um, anybody else that if if I haven't done anything that I'm supposed to get a hold of me and let me know. I'm I'm like I said, I'm running a little behind, uh, but I'll get it done. Uh, but thanks to them guys for. Um, for getting that ad, we'll, I'll get that up here shortly, and and you'll see that next next week. But uh, did we, did I interrupt anything, or were you guys talking? You have anything else? No, I'm good. Oh, I think I'm done. I did, didn't mean to interrupt you. I just wanted to get that out there. There we go. Yep, PMR, P, PRMC. I'm sorry, guys. I I got it there. I knew I knew I had it, and I, I'd find it, but. Um, thanks again, everybody, and, and all of our sponsors and, and everything. Everybody, you know, all the fans that's that's showing up and chatting with us. We're we're 
ecstatic that you guys are doing you're enjoying what we're doing here yep so uh Tomic River monster cast Ron yep what he said so <laughs> until next week everybody make sure if you're fishing you just stay out of my spot all right